You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, stop what you're doing and go over to the Redacted History YouTube channel and subscribe. We're almost at a thousand subscribers. You can find that in the show notes below. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech somewhere I read of the freedom of press somewhere I read that the greatness of America is the right to protest far right between the height of his popularity and his assassination in April of 1968 J. Edgar Hoover and the FBI did everything that they could to discredit and take down Martin Luther King Jr. They followed, wiretapped, threatened, bugged, and blackmailed him in a relentless campaign to dethrone him as the head of the civil rights movement. I'm Andre, and this is the Redacted History Podcast. You can go to the FBI's website right now and find an entire vault of FBI records, declassified, memorandums, notes, quotes, emails. Well, there was an email, but typewriter notes. For the public to see, all of this is public information. 200 plus pages worth of the FBI's illegal undertakings as it pertains to Martin Luther King Jr. Throughout the 1950s and most notably the 1960s, J. Edgar Hoover and the FBI did as much as they could to make life absolutely miserable for Martin Luther King. The FBI was most alarmed about King because of the success that he had and his ability to galvanize people toward his cause and to his side. Keep in mind, the things that Martin Luther King were doing at the time were admirable, at least to me and anybody else with any kind of positive moral compass. We are all familiar with the famous speeches, the I have a dream speech and the I've been to the mountaintop speech. We're familiar with the Montgomery bus boycott and his influence on the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the Voting Rights Act as well. But Martin Luther King also won a Nobel Peace Prize in 1964. He became the youngest person to do so at age 35. He launched a poor people's campaign, demanding $12 billion in economic aid and guaranteeing employment to those able to work and ending housing discrimination, among many, many, many other things. And you could look at all of these great things that he was a part of and wonder how someone could possibly have it out for this man. A man who preached that violence itself is self-defeating. And he who lives by the sword will die by the sword. And the reasoning that they were after him is simple, but not so simple at the same time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So just as I say we aren't going to let any dogs or water hoses turn us around, we aren't going to let any injunction turn us around. J. Edgar Hoover was the fifth director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, or the FBI, and he remained in this position until he died in 1972. Here's a quote from him. We should prevent the rise of a messiah who could unify and electrify the militant black nationalist movement. Malcolm X might have been a messiah. Martin Luther King, Stokely Carmichael, and Elijah Muhammad all aspire to this position. King could be a very real contender for this position should he abandon his supposed obedience to white liberal doctrines. That was a direct quote from J. Edgar Hoover, the leader of the United States, the leader of the United States' foremost domestic law enforcement agency, the FBI. What Hoover might best be known for is COINTELPRO, or counterintelligence program. COINTELPRO was a secret, not so secret, FBI program that ran from 1956 to 1971. The program aimed to disrupt and neutralize political organizations deemed to be a threat to national security. This included groups such as the Communist Party USA, the Black Panther Party, and the American Indian Movement. The tactics used by COINTELPRO included surveillance, infiltration, propaganda, and disruption. The FBI used wiretapping, mail opening, and other forms of covert surveillance to gather information on political groups and individuals. They also use infiltrators to disrupt the activities of these groups by sowing mistrust and causing internal conflicts. In addition to these tactics, the FBI also used propaganda to discredit and disrupt political organizations. This included planning false stories in the media, leaking false information to journalists, and creating fake documents to create the appearance of criminal activity by the targeted group. The COINTELPRO program was exposed in 1971 by a group of activists who broke into an FBI office in Pennsylvania and stole documents detailing the program's activities. These documents were later leaked to the press, causing a public outcry and leading to significant changes in FBI practices. The program has been widely criticized for violating the civil rights of individuals and groups targeted by the FBI. Many activists and organizations were harassed, wrongly arrested, and even killed as a result of the program. The FBI's actions were deemed illegal and unethical by the U.S. Congress and the American public, leading to reforms in the FBI's domestic intelligence gathering. In summation, COINTELPRO was just a secret FBI program that aimed to disrupt political organizations that they deemed to be a threat to national security. The program, like I said, was exposed in 1971 and has been criticized for violating civil and human rights. The FBI's real push and hurried gravitation towards Martin Luther King started in 1961. 
One of the FBI's main concerns with King was they had a reason to believe that he was being heavily influenced by the Communist Party and communism as a whole. This began with King's relationship with a white man named Staniel Levison. Levison was an American businessman and lawyer who became a close friend and advisor to King, most notably in the late 50s, and remained in contact until King's assassination. Levison served as a ghostwriter for King, an active fundraiser, and had denounced all ties to the Communist Party. Hoover went on record to condemn the Communist Party whenever he could. He stated that they were stronger than the Nazis ever were and were seeking to destroy America. Now, this all sounds very stupid, I know. But between 1962 and 1963, director Hoover went back and forth in communication with the then attorney general at the time, Robert Kennedy, who was also John F. Kennedy's brother. In essence, the FBI was basically saying, hey, we think this MLK guy, you know, the black guy leading the civil rights movement and advocating for equal rights and opportunity for all. Yeah, him. We think that he is a communist. This originally didn't go over well with Attorney General Kennedy because he, along with his brother, were originally advocates for MLK, and it was no secret that JFK was a known supporter for civil rights and integration. Uh, John F. Kennedy actually talked to Martin Luther King Jr. face-to-face one-on-one and told him, hey, we think you should step back from these communist people. But MLK was like, yo, I'm not, I, I don't know any communists. However, all it took was for the FBI to make a claim that King was being advised by a couple of communists for Robert Kennedy to oblige. This came to a head in the summer of 1963 when Robert Kennedy, the attorney general, recommended that surveillance be placed on King and the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, which is an African-American nonprofit organization that Martin Luther King Jr. was the first president of, and he served in that position until he was killed. The wiretapping of King quickly turned into using microphones to hear all of his conversations. They would also book hotel rooms down the hall or above or below King's rooms and listen in on all of his conversations. The FBI never really made their true intentions known to the attorney general, which is why he probably approved it. The entire belief was that communism was influencing the civil rights movement, and that claim makes zero sense. Hoover was quoted saying the Negro situation in this country has been fully exploited and continuously by communists on a national scale. So to create unrest, dissension and confusion in the minds of the American people. This was a quote he had said in 1958. Attorney General Kennedy eventually took back his approval for the surveillance, but eventually gave in again and allowed it. He also allowed wiretaps on the home of Stanley Levinson. Unbeknownst to him, though, Hoover and the FBI launched illegal counterintelligence programs towards King as well. It was an all-out attack. Hoover was on record in the summer of 1963 stating in a memo to his deputy director that they had long thought Fidel Castro could possibly be under communist influence, but they didn't take enough action, and now was basically their chance to right their wrongs and prevent the rise of communism by way of the African-American community and the civil rights movement. Something else happened in the summer of 1963. Martin Luther King gave his famous and legendary I Have a Dream speech on August 28th. In this speech, King called for an end to racism and equal rights in America. The speech was delivered to over 250,000 supporters on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial in Washington, D.C. during the March on Washington. Merely days after the speech, the FBI described King as the most dangerous and effective Negro leader in the country. 
and he should be neutralized. Over the course of this year, King was advised over and over again by government officials to distance himself from folks in his circle who they claimed to be communists. King denied that there were any communist influences in his circle and went on record to say, it is amazing to me that more black people don't turn towards communism considering our plight. It is amazing that in spite of our long night of oppression and discrimination that the Negro has remained loyal to America. Folks also advised MLK to not get into public altercations or back and forth with Hoover, but that didn't really stop him from speaking what was on his mind, and in November of 1964, Hoover called King the most notorious liar in the country. King and Hoover actually had a sit-down meeting face-to-face one time on December 1st, 1964. Hoover went on record in an internal memo afterwards saying that he basically used the meeting as a deflection and just used it to explain the organization's functions to King and to talk at King. King said afterwards that Hoover acted in an amiable way and that he was very kind. This was all clearly a facade. Basically, King also used this meeting to apologize for any remarks that he had made that offended the Bureau and praised the work of the FBI. (laughs) Okay. Perhaps the most embarrassing and unforgiving attempt at discrediting Martin Luther King Jr. came in 1964. The FBI had already been keeping a close eye on King, surveilling his whereabouts, bugging his house, his hotel rooms, and following him everywhere he went. Now, these measures found no evidence of King conspiring with communist powers, but they did find evidence of extramarital affairs King was having, which really wasn't a gotcha. It was more of an already open secret. Hoover and the FBI then began to peddle evidence of these extramarital relationships to the press, and to their shock and dismay, these stories went nowhere. In fact, King was becoming even bigger and even more loved by people. In 1964, the Civil Rights Act was passed, and King won the Nobel Peace Prize. In November of 1964, the FBI sent a letter to King, which came to be known as the Suicide Letter. The letter or the note is single-spaced and tightly written on one piece of paper. It was clearly meant to mock King. You are a colossal fraud and an evil, vicious one at that. It described his lovers as evil playmates, all engaged in dirt, filth, evil, and moronic talk. It concludes with a deadline of 34 days before your filthy, abnormal, fraudulent self is bared to the nation. There is only one thing left for you to do. The author warned that vaguely in the final paragraph. You know what it is. The letter also says you're done. And many folks interpret this letter as urging King to kill himself or be killed. And of course, the FBI has denied this, but do they really deserve the benefit of the doubt? Some of us love history. Others used to or never did because history was presented as nothing but the rote memorization of names, dates, and facts. Basically, the story got left out, and that made history kind of suck. My name is Greg Jackson. I'm a university professor with a PhD in history, and bringing history to life is my passion. That's why I created my podcast, History That Doesn't Suck. I want to teach you everything you need to know about U.S. history, but I do so through stories. Let me tell you about George Washington begging his men not to mutiny against Congress. Clara Barton saving Union soldiers amid enemy fire enslaved Frederick Douglass risking his life for liberty, and about so many other figures as their real experiences make industrialization, social movements, and even congressional debates and tax policy come to life. Subscribe to History That Doesn't Suck today, and join me, Professor Greg Jackson, every other week for a new episode.
where I'd like to tell you a story. Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now because I've been to the mountaintop. anybody I would like to live a long life longevity has its place but I'm not concerned about that now I just want to do God's will and he's allowed me to go up to the mountain and I've looked over and I've seen the promised land I may not get there with you but I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land so I'm happy tonight I'm not worried about anything I'm not fearing any man mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord the ironic thing about the rivalry between Martin Luther King Jr. and J. Edgar Hoover is that Hoover's main goal was to discredit King and soil his reputation, which never really happened. And it was Hoover's reputation that is soiled today in modern times. The attempts by the FBI to discredit King and his family continued even after his death. Reports state that Hoover actually okayed a plan to leak a false story to the press that Coretta Scott King wanted to peddle conspiracy theories on King's death to the press to keep monetary donations coming into the family. This didn't include the separate efforts to discredit and embarrass Coretta Scott King herself by looking into her travels and stalking her and the people she kept close relationships with. There was also another report from the Senate Select Committee into investigations concerning post-assassination efforts to make MLK Day a national holiday. The FBI actually tried to motion against it to Congress, citing King's personal background. An investigation into the FBI surveillance actually deemed that the surveillance should have basically been stopped in its tracks in 1963 after they learned that King had no real ties or influence concerning the Communist Party. It turned from we want to stop communism to a smear campaign. The investigation says the fact that surveillance continued in a COINTELPRO fashion was unwarranted. It was a violation and by definition felonious. There probably should have been some FBI guys in handcuffs, starting with Mr. J. Edgar Hoover. If you look at popular media over the years, movies, TVs, etc., the FBI is always championed as the heroes. And I think this story is just one of many that tells us that that isn't the case at all. Preserving Martin Luther King's true legacy is as important today than it ever was. We are in a place in our country where the facts and legacy of the plight of marginalized people in America is being ignored more than ever. African-American studies was just banned from being taught in public schools in Florida this week. You see the FBI Twitter account praising MLK on MLK Day and other political figures championing his legacy, but the next day fighting for what he stood against. It's all pretty unserious and insidious if you ask me. So, it's important that these true stories be told and never die. And never forget, at the time of his death and height of his popularity, Martin Luther King Jr. 
was one of the most hated men in America. Researchers estimate that the United States government spent over $100 million destroying or destabilizing black, indigenous, and left-wing movements through efforts such as COINTELPRO. These efforts were rooted in racism and fear, fear that a messiah would rise out of the concrete and lead the underserved to the promised land. And messiahs did rise. Generational leaders such as Malcolm X, Huey P. Newton, Fred Hampton, and some would say the plan worked because a messiah never rose again. Until next time. Yo, if you like this episode, please consider leaving us a rating and review. It goes a long way. We're almost at a thousand reviews on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate everyone that tunes into this show. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.